This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is another edition of Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, April the 7th. And yet again, I come to you the day after a Phillies victory. The Phillies beat the Mets yesterday, 8 2, taking the series, winning back to back series, obviously sweeping the Braves start the season, and then taking two or three against the Mets. The loss two days ago, bounce back. The bats get going. And your Philadelphia Phillies are sitting at 5-1 and one with the best record in baseball. How about you? How about it? It's good to see. It's exciting stuff. You know, they, uh, again, nice to see them bounce back. We talked about how over the first four games of the season, 4-0 start, how resiliency was certainly one of the words that, that came to mind when thinking about the performances, the battle back of it all, the you know, toughness of the pitching, the bullpen, all that stuff. And and certainly the, you know, five-run eighth in the uh, first game against the Mets, winning at the ground start. You know, I think this team showed it again, bouncing back yesterday after the, the loss, uh, you know, the night before. And uh, and really, on a day where Nola didn't have it, you know, Nola didn't give them his best, only goes four innings, and the Phillies are able to capitalize and still get a victory against the New York Mets. That's a... That's a big win for the Philadelphia Phillies. It really is. And we'll dive into the whole thing and some of the things we've seen through the first six games. Look what's coming up so far. You know, after this is uh, Phillies off today, but then a string of straight games as they get the action going. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. This is uh, it's exciting. A five and one start, you know, feeling real out of the gate. And, you know, they're winning games the right way you know they're winning games convincingly you know and 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 not necessarily by a bunch of runs though yesterday was but you know winning games um you know feel like really good baseball wins and uh and it really i know we've talked about it but i think it's going to be a theme throughout the season is you know even watching them celebrate an 8-2 victory yesterday it's just you know excitement camaraderie it feels like this team really uh you know has something going a little bit especially early on obviously so Exciting to see, and it's exciting to think about what this team can be. Let's dive into the game and some of the, the themes that have emerged with this team, uh, some of the early takeaways that we can have based on last night on the first six games of the season. Phillies win 8-2. to two. As I mentioned, Aaron Nola really uh, didn't have it yesterday. Ultimately, Connor Brogdon will get the win 3-0 and on the season for Connor Brogdon. How about that? 
How about that? That is uh, pretty pretty wild. Uh, Nola only goes four innings. Um, wasn't horrible or anything, uh, but you know, four innings, ninety-two pitches to get through four innings. Two walks, six hit, so eight base runners in four innings. That is obviously not good. Was able to work himself out of a couple jams, and only ends up giving up one run. Five strikeouts. That's good, but really just didn't have it. And then the bullpen shuts it down. Brogdon, an inning and two thirds, two strikeouts, one walk, two hits. They get in some trouble on the way out, but Archie Bradley came in and saved him. An inning and a third for Archie. Archie does give up a run um, that next inning um, after a leadoff triple, but Archie goes an inning and a third, only gives up one run, two hits, two strikeouts. Sam Coonrod, another clean inning. Guys yet to give up a run as a Philly, one inning clean, and then Hector Neris comes in in the ninth. Uh, a clean inning gives up one hit. We'll talk about the decisions there, as uh, I do think that's I, – I I didn't at all see the sense in bringing Hector Neris in on an 8-2 game. I know the whole, like, get the guy work thing, but, you know, Neris hasn't missed a lot of games. You know, he, he only didn't pitch the last two prior, and I know they have an off day, but I didn't feel the need. But, look, Girardi, I guess, knows those guys better than I do, knows how much they want to work, how much they can work, low-leverage situations, and maybe Hector – you know, was able to coast a little bit more than he would have. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I personally didn't love the decision to bring Hector in there. I would have maybe, uh, you know, tried to to get someone else some work, someone who you might not want in this upcoming series with the Braves to pitch, you know, two or three of those games. So um, either way, look, the Phillies got it done, an 8-2 victory, uh, runs from the jump as the Phillies come out ready to hit as they get all over David Peterson as the uh, Reese Hoskins. Reese homer in the first. Obsfield shot just barely clears the wall. Uh, but a homer's a homer. Reese had a monster game. Reese goes three for five with two doubles, a homer, and two runs scored. Uh, really just a, a great game from Hoskins. Really awesome to see. Uh, uh, after that, uh, Phillies get a couple base runners. Uh, uh, Bryce Harper rips a double off the wall. His best hit of the season, his first extra base hit of the season. Harper went two for four, scored a couple runs, had a good game. Uh, JT Romito gets on base. He also had a good game. Homer as well. The bats got going. But Alec Bohm, a just smash to center field, left center, and the seats right there past the little, you know, atrium area in center field. Um, just crushes it. 436 feet, a three run shot. Nice to see Bohm. Certainly get the bat going over the last couple of games, and also more so, you know, lifting the ball, taking the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, that was that was awesome. Boom! Really, absolutely, just murdered that baseball. Phillies up four to nothing at that point. It was never in doubt after that. The Mets would squeeze out a run off Nolan in the third, making it four to one. But then in the fifth, J.D. Realmuto with a three-run shot with Hoskins and Harper on. Harper would. Have an RBI ground out later, and uh, that would make it eight to one uh, as the Phillies ultimately would win the game eight to two. Bats going. It was awesome to see the bat. Look, I said literally yesterday show. Yesterday, I said I'm not worried about the bats. You know, you might hear people say, "Oh, gotta get hit, gotta get hit, and gotta get going." I'm, I'm not worried about it because they were having good at bats. They were um, grinding. You know, they were getting up there, and really, uh, it felt like were being annoying and tough for pitching staffs to face. And that ultimately eventually is going to turn into to runs, into conversions. They just weren't converting. And, and 
Last night they converted. Obviously, the the four early help. Then they cooled off a little bit, but then JT with the big three-run shot. Also nice to see some some home runs providing some offense. The Phillies, of course, come into last night's, or I guess yesterday afternoon's game with only two home runs on the season. They leave it with five, so they hit more home runs in that game than they had uh, than they had all season prior coming into that game. So good to see. Good to see the Fats get going. And, uh, and again, ultimately, look, the Phillies taking two or three from the Mets is big here. As now they've started the season winning the first three against the Braves, two or three against the Mets, those next two series against those teams, you've, you've built yourself some, some room here, you know, early, obviously. But the point being with these next two series against the same teams, you built yourself your room with those series. Um, but ultimately, look, if the Phillies can keep rolling a little bit and get off to a hot start against these teams... I mean, the Phillies are going to have played more than half their games against the Mets uh, by the end of this month. You know, they've already got, and we'll look at the schedule, uh, but they, they're going to have seven games against the Mets out of the way in the first two weeks of the season and six against the Braves. You know, it's pretty, it's important. It's impactful. These are teams you, you assume that you'll be contending with throughout the course of the season, teams that will be up against you in the division. So, um, again, really nice to see them battle back yesterday. Again, after a... Uh, uh, a disappointing loss, but a loss in which, you know, it felt it felt like they got beat. You know, they had chances, certainly the Roman Quinn at bat in the eighth, and um, not maybe prior to that, not leaving Vinny Velasquez in as long as he did. That, that you know, you talking about quibbles with Girardi, and, and we talked about it yesterday, but I would have pulled Gir- Velasquez way quicker in that second inning of work. I mean, you could see it. He just couldn't find the plate. Ends up walking in a run. Like, you, you got to pull him prior to that. You could see it. You could feel it. Um, but, you know, again, um, I don't think Girardi has, has done a bad job this season and certainly has the club vibing and ready to play every night and all that. So, you know, I'm not going to kill him for some minor stuff right now as he gets a feel for the bullpen, as he gets a feel for the lineup, all that type of stuff. But I did think, you know, in that spot, it felt like it was pretty clear that Velasquez didn't have it for a second inning. And and Girardi was trying to squeeze it out. And look, that's one of the things where, you know, with, with baseball managers, you see that. And I think it's early, too early in the season for that thing. But you do see that over the course of 162 games where there'll be certain days where a team gets off to a rough start in a game and, and the manager says, all right, this isn't our night. I'm going to get other guys work. I'm going to bring in David Hale. I'm going to bring in Vincent Velasquez. I'm going to get these guys work. I'm going to save the other arms. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. <laughs> to uh, almost paraphrase an Andy McPhail uh, uh, legendary quote, of course. Um, so, I, look, I, I understand that's the mentality sometimes. It just felt like... In, in that game, they didn't necessarily have to, to go some of the routes they did in terms of not conceding, but at least feeling like they weren't necessarily making every single move they could to win the baseball game. But nonetheless, even with that mind, Stroman was great, and it felt like the Mets beat him. You know, it felt like a loss. And nice to see the Phillies bounce back yesterday after that and come back and, and really get the bats going because that's the one thing we haven't seen yet this season. And yet again, you know, and I, I think when you're looking at the start of this season through six games, you know, through, you know, a week plus of, of games happening essentially, or not a week plus about to be a week. We are a week, uh, excuse me. We are one week into the season essentially in terms of days is what I'm, I'm trying to say here. 
um, as the season starting last Thursday, and now it is Thursday. So one week into the season, I think the thing you absolutely have to say is the the number one takeaway, the biggest thing with the Phillies so far is is absolutely this bullpen. I mean, it is, you know, again, coming off of the worst in the history of the game, you know, coming off a, a historically historically awful and atrocious bullpen that as we've talked about many times really left us with with battle wounds and scars that are um the scar tissue still there it doesn't every time a reliever comes into a game i i'm not over it yet i still feel like something's gonna go astray it's gonna go the wrong way something bad's gonna happen and and Look, uh, you know, I'm sure as this season wears on, if this bullpen, obviously, if they keep pitching like this, they'll be the best bullpen in baseball by a mile, and I'm not expecting that. But if they keep pitching well, and more more often well than not well, um, it'll this this feeling will start to to abate, and we will start to feel better uh, in these situations. But now that that's certainly still there, we still feel it, and look. What more could you ask for from this bullpen through the first six games of the season? Through through the week, first week of the season, a week of the season. Uh, tonight, the Phillies will play their seventh game. Um, or excuse me, tomorrow the Phillies will play their seventh game there, a week into the season. Um, so, you know, a week into the season, it's the bullpen's been amazing. It's been unbelievable. Again, other than Vince Velasquez, who was, again, a disaster, should not be on a major league roster, and and David Hale giving up a couple runs. Like, you know, the the heart of what's important about this bull, Phillies bullpen has been all you could ask for and more, more. No, 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 not even all you could ask for. It's been more, flat out more. I mean, Hector Neris, you know, a little shaky in the ninth, but has gotten the job done. Hasn't allowed runs. Hasn't given up a game. So Hector's been good. Um, Jose Alvarado, I know a wild ride at times, but dude this stuff and yet it hasn't given up a run still connor brogdon is like maybe our most reliable guy so far and you look back to last season it's been something like 15 innings since he's allowed a run 16 innings something like that he's been he's been awesome and he looks it and you're three and oh for 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 the old school heads um i mean connor brogdon's been awesome and and archie bradley looks good you know gave up a run last night but for the most part archie's been real solid when he's coming to spots i feel I feel really good about those guys. And then Sam Coonrod hasn't given up a run. I mean, even the the ancillary guys, you're going five, six deep, are, are getting outs. And again, other than essentially Vincent Velasquez. Um, this pen's been good. And it's it's certainly, I think, the story of the season so far. I think without question, it's the story of the season. Again, obviously, certainly with the context of last season, it is no question. The, the number one thing that, any Phillies fan should be thinking about and talking about is, is, is wow. 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 I can't believe this bullpen is, uh, is what it is so far and has carried us to where we are. It's been, it's been refreshing. I think is the word, uh, very refreshing. I think some of the other things, um, and we'll dive into more stuff tomorrow and kind of, you know, a bigger look, but, but just, um, Another thing I think one of the big takeaways from the first week of the season is Reese Hoskins is so back. He is just back. He looks awesome. He has been the team's best hitter through six games without question. And look, it's the start of a season. It's a small sample size. But Hoskins, 
you know, if you remember end of the season strong last year and really the, uh, you know, after that, that first couple weeks where he looked, you know, lost still, he, he kind of figured it out and has been improving and, and he's been awesome. He's driving the ball to the opposite field. We saw the, the double that he tried to stretch into a triple and got thrown out in two nights ago, opposite field off the wall. We saw the home run last night, yesterday afternoon, uh, just over the wall, but opposite field shot. And then had a couple doubles the other way, you know, pulling the ball for a couple doubles. He is hitting the ball over the field. It is, that's when we know that Reese Hoskins is locked in and he's feeling it. And yes, look, Reese is a streaky hitter. There's certainly a chance it'll go on a cold streak, but it does feel like he's, he's found that, that mojo again, that, that, you know, that, that six month blip at the end of 2019 is, is just that it was just a blip. And it was, you know, the exception, not the rule. And that's what I think we have. I think we have Reese back. He's been awesome. I feel so confident when he comes to the plate now. Now, to be fair, defensively, a disaster. Still, he's a horrible first baseman. You know, another error last night with that ball going under the glove. But, um, but man, offensively, he's back. And that's such a key for this lineup. You know, when you, you think about how dynamic this lineup has the potential to be. And when we talk about a lineup that scored the six most runs last year that was top 10 in, in a lot of metrics offensively. So so already a lineup that we have high expectations for coming the season, especially with the full season of Alec Boehm, who, you know, again, homered last night, we're seeing it. Um, but I think the the kind of swing player in a way, and look, I guess Boehm you'd have to consider a swing player because he's so young, but I think so many people are just, as I am, so confident in that kid's ability to hit that at least the, the, the floor for that guy is so high um, that... You know, I think that Hoskins really the the X factor guy in the lineup, the guy who, who by being a version of himself that we have seen in Major League Baseball, um, he can make this lineup one of the best in baseball. You know, potentially. Um, but if he's you know the guy, obviously it was a disaster, or even heading in that direction anyway, which we've seen bits and pieces of. You know, where he hasn't been. You know, he's been okay. He always gets on base, so he has a high floor from that perspective, which is you know, good, but, um, you know, he, when he's locked in he's great, it has a chance to raise the, the whole cumulative level of this lineup in a major way. And, uh, it's exciting to see him come out of the gate strong. And uh, I hope that his confidence builds and he's been one of the guys who, you know, we've talked about has been outspoken about it. You know, it's time for this team to make the playoffs and, and to see him come out the gate strong is, is exciting and I'm, I'm excited for him and I'm excited for this team because because they're five and one right now and you feel good um I want to take a look at the upcoming schedule but one other thing to, to mention I want to mention before um you know we move on oh two other things quickly Bryce stop butting I, I okay stop butting that bunt was perfect what a perfect bunt what a perfect reading of the field and bunting and getting on base and look it all worked out and it was it was cool but uh, Bryce Harper with a runner on second, no out. Should not be looking to bunt. You shouldn't be looking to bunt, man. I love the I love the baseball in him. I love that he's like just a baseball dude, a head, a baseball head. And he loves that stuff. And he sees the way the defense line up. He's like, I get a hit here. And that's smart baseball. I don't want to rip him for it. It's smart baseball. But at the same time, it's like, man, Bryce, I want you hitting the ball the ballpark with a runner on second. Um regardless it worked out i'm not gonna kill him but there'll be times where he does that and it doesn't work out and then it's gonna be more frustrating um the other thing uh this team is not a very good defensive team we've we've seen them make some really nice plays start the season i think they've been better than i expected defensively um again hoskins continues to be the biggest sieve on the field defensively but but shout out to alec Bohm. 
You know, you could tell that he has clearly worked on his defense. I don't know. You heard the story that he took it personally, the knocks on his defense, all that, and he's really worked hard, and it's clear. I mean, he looks so much more comfortable out there. He's made some, obviously, some really great plays that, you know, jump and extend the full 6-5 to catch that liner early on against the Braves that we talked a bunch about was a, a, a outstanding play. Um, but just the routine stuff and the charging and throwing and stuff like that, he just looks a lot less awkward doing it than he did last year. Uh, it looks more natural. It looks like he can handle the position. And, you know, look, 6'5 guy at third base, that's obviously um, uh, unordinary. It's not ordinary. It's, uh, you know, it's unique. Um, but so far, so good this season. I, I've been really impressed with him defensively. He he clearly worked on it, and he is a uh, – He's he's been very good. <laughs> he's made some really nice plays, and he's again. I think the biggest thing is when you watch him out there, he's, he seems to be playing with a lot of confidence defensively, and um, I think it's 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 making a difference. You know, he looks he looks like he's gonna make like he's gonna make the play, and then he makes it. And I think that's a big thing. We talk again. It goes back to that thing we keep talking about. Like this sport is about confidence. So much about sports are about confidence, and and this team feels confident right now they feel like they expect to win they feel like they are a playoff team and i do think they have a chip on their shoulder for a couple of things i think they have a chip on their shoulder because they've underachieved the last few years and i think they want to prove to the world and to themselves that they are as good as they think they are and i also think they have a chip on their shoulder because you know they know they hear what people are saying like they're not idiots. They know that everyone's like the Braves and the Mets and the Nationals and hey, maybe even the Marlins could be better than the Phillies they were last year. Like, you know, they hear all that stuff and it, it trickles through a locker room, through a clubhouse. People people know enough and I think they have a chip on their shoulder. They've talked about it. They feel like they're being counted out and uh, you know, that could be a, a really big motivating factor. You know, we talk about all the time like football, like the the nobody believes in us team and all that stuff. Like the Phillies have a little bit of that going, it feels like. And that could be a real motivating factor this season. And, um, look, I applaud it. Anything you can find, anything you can use to create motivation is uh, is is awesome. And you should. You know, it's it's smart. It's smart as an athlete. It's smart as a team. And um, I do think they're doing that. I think that they're, they're feeling that. I think that they're kind of, you know, ticked off a little bit that, that – People don't view them as good as they think they are, and I think they are better than people view them. So, you know, keep doing it, boys. Okay, look at it. No, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. They, they can't do Braves are better. Mets are better. Yep. Keep it coming. Um, all right. Uh, quickly, um, before we get out of here, um, again, off day today, tomorrow, uh, series with the Braves starts Friday through Sunday, uh, but I want to look at the schedule moving forward quickly. The pitching matchups for those, and we'll dive more in that tomorrow. But Zach Wheeler against Charlie Morton, um, yes, please. Uh, that one worked out well last time. Zach Zach Wheeler, I, I can't wait to see him pitch again after that gem, like one of the as we talked about, one of the best Philly starts in years that we've seen. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does again. I can't wait to see you know if he looks ex- you know as nasty or close to it. You know, I think um, it's going to be exciting to see start two with him. Uh, Eflin versus Ian Anderson again. Um, another really two young pitchers who who both looked really good in that first one. Obviously, Eflin looked even better. Uh, and then Matt Moore against Drew Smiley. How about that? Two hittable lefties. That should be a fun one on Sunday in Atlanta. But then after that, I want to look at the schedule coming up ahead uh, for the rest of the month as we haven't really dove into it. It's uh, so I said before the Phillies will play the Mets 
more than half the games by the end of May. I lied. It's by May 2nd they will. So here's how the schedule shakes out. Again, they're in Atlanta for three starting tomorrow. Uh, Then after that, a full week of seven baseball games as they play at New York for four against the Mets. So obviously it's a, a massive, massive series there. Then home, they come home for, for home Santa six games, three against St. Louis, three against the Giants. Still having an off day till after that Giants series. So uh, after starting tomorrow, we will have three, seven, 10, 13 straight days of Phillies baseball, obviously. Provided, of course, there are no rainouts or whatever. But 13 straight days. It's going to be fun for us, but it's also going to be a grind. And uh, look, Girardi, the bullpen, all that. We know how that stuff works. It's going to be a, it's going to be tough. So so we'll see how that shakes out in some big games there. Then uh, to Colorado for three after the first off day in 13 days. Then uh, home, uh, excuse me, then to St. Louis for four. And then home for the Mets for three. No off days there as it's another long stretch of baseball. Uh, is they're going to play like another 14, 15 games in a row. So um, buckle up. We're getting a lot of Phillies baseball. It's going to be awesome, and, and hopefully they can keep this streak rolling and win, and, and we'll be here to talk about it. So, um, again, off night tonight. Back at it tomorrow. Zach Will against Charlie Moore. We'll dive much more into that series tomorrow and a whole lot more. So uh, thank you for listening uh, again. And uh, until tomorrow, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.